Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm Macy Renee, and I am so excited to have you here, whether you're a brand new listener, welcome, 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 or returning. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast, tagging me. A lot of you have been doing that recently, and it does not go unnoticed. It is so very appreciated. It helps more people find us so that they can become their highest selves. So I appreciate you so much. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of what entitlement looks like in our everyday life when it comes to trying to show up as our highest self. But before we do that, I had to take a minute to celebrate myself because I completed my 365-day Facebook Live journey. I started it last year in November and went every single day on Facebook Live for an entire year. Yesterday was the last day, and it was so neat to celebrate and just get on that last Facebook Live and feel all of the feelings having known that I showed up every single day, no matter how I was feeling, no matter what was going on in our life, no matter what I was going through on the inspirational days and on the days where I felt, you know, not motivated, not inspired, when things were really hard, even through our move, through having COVID-19 for a whole month, like no matter what, I showed up every single day for a year to honor my commitment to myself and to show myself and all of you that when you make a promise um, and you, you know, you give someone your word that you stick to it, your word is all you have, even if that is keeping your word to yourself and I think that one of the things people struggle with a lot and I see this in clients sometimes is that they're really good at following through with promises for everybody else following through with their promises to their kids their husband their wives um your coworkers, your boss, your friends, but then awful at keeping promises that you made for yourself. Like if you say, I'm going to go to the gym today, or I'm going to work out four days this week, or I'm going to eat a healthy meal at least one time a day, or I'm going to not go, you know, crazy on Amazon and buy all of these things. Do you actually honor your promises to yourself when no one is looking? And so that was what made the 365-day live challenge um, such a big accomplishment is knowing that no matter what, even when I didn't feel like it, even when I wanted to quit, I kept going. And I think that's something to celebrate. So thank you all for being on that journey with me. If you are my Facebook friend or if you're not my Facebook friend, all of them are public. And another thing I'm celebrating is that that journey created content for you guys more content for you all to become your highest self so there are 365 facebook lives floating around with days of real raw inspiration and also days of just high and by <laughs> if i'm keeping it real and we're celebrating almost 100 episodes of becoming your highest self podcast so there are 465 days of content you could consume 
highest self content every day for over a year and be set and never run out of anything. And if you're a current client, you also have all of the coaching and videos that I've done with my whiteboard in your portal. So really, I think I the last time I counted, I had like maybe 75 to 80 teaching videos so far and that's just what I've uploaded. So there is a ton of content for you to become your highest self for free. So with that being said, I wanted to announce that in 2022, my one-on-one coaching prices are raising. I am also changing from a 12-month coaching model to a six-month coaching model. You can do as many six-month coaching contracts as you wish, but that is how it's going to be offered. It's going to be one simple offer, six months, one-on-one coaching, price raising in 2022. So if you have been thinking about doing one-on-one coaching, if you've been thinking about working with me and you you know, are eager to do that at the current price, then you need to be going to macyrenee.com and looking at that, asking any questions, signing up for a consult before the year ends so that you can lock in the current pricing, even if you want to start that contract in the beginning of January. That is totally fine. Okay, are you ready? To get started, we're going to talk about entitlement because entitlement shows up in all of our lives and it is not very helpful when it comes to becoming our highest self. So entitlement in terms of becoming your highest self is when there is the place that you want to be and there's the place that you're currently at and there's the gap work in the middle, which we talk about all the time, and your thoughts are that the journey should be easy. The journey should look a certain way. When your mind comes up with this idea of perfectionism, okay, and when your mind also thinks that you shouldn't be challenged, that it shouldn't be hard, that you shouldn't have to have as many obstacles as you are maybe having trying to get with where you want to go. So if it's, I want to grow my MLM, let's just say you're in an MLM, a multi-level marketing business, or you know, you're a social seller, and you're like, I want to build my team so that I can work you know, less hours or so I can make more money or whatever it is that you want to do. Entitlement will show up as it should be happening faster. My The people on my team should be working harder. I shouldn't have to motivate or drag people along, okay? It's, it's little sneaky thoughts like that. And a lot of times the verbiage that will be in there with it is should or should not, right? <laughs> if there is should or should not in your language whenever you're expressing a frustration or something that you think should or shouldn't be that way, you are likely operating from entitlement. And anytime we're shooting on ourselves, that's kind of what I like to say to my clients, are you shooting on yourself? Um, saying that things should be a certain way or shouldn't be a certain way, should shooting on yourselves. If you're doing this, you're arguing with the reality of what is. Because whatever you think should or shouldn't be happening is like, obviously, you're arguing with what has happened so far. Okay, so if you're like, I shouldn't have to motivate my team every single day, 
obviously that means you are motivating them every single day and you're arguing with that reality of what you're currently doing, okay? And so it's kind of like being in a cycle where, what is the quote where they say, um, when you're doing something every single day and expecting something to change, it's like insanity. Should and shoulding or shoulding on ourselves in general is like arguing with reality. Now, of course, you can put practices into play to where you can change the way that you're doing things, okay? Creating boundaries, um, getting very clear on your intentions, putting together a plan, working maybe with like a coach or someone who's helping you with strategy. Like there's there's always ways to fix our problems. But where we get into trouble is we become entitled that it should look a certain way. It should feel a certain way. It needs to be happening faster. Or I shouldn't have to work this hard. Or I shouldn't have to tell him 10 times. I shouldn't have to blah, 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 whatever it is. So where in your life are you arguing with what is? What with what is the current situation now? Because that's what creates like this self-torture whenever we're arguing with what's actually happening and thinking it shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't have to put this much time in or I shouldn't have to work this hard or I shouldn't have to explain myself 20 times or I shouldn't have to hold their hand along the way, whoever that is. I shouldn't have to you know, um, let my boss know X, Y, Z. I shouldn't have to blah, blah, blah. Anytime we're doing that, we're just arguing with what our current reality is and it keeps us in the cycle of like self-torture. So a perfect example of this is I shouldn't have to be the one doing all the work on myself in order to have a better relationship with, you know, a certain family member or a certain partner or a certain friend. And when you're doing that, you're just putting yourself in a cycle of torture because you're arguing with your current reality and not accepting any responsibility of the work that you can do to create the result that you want. And that results in entitlement. Like if I want my relationship to be better with my partner, I shouldn't have to do anything because I'm doing everything right already. How many of us feel that way sometimes? Like I shouldn't have to, you know, tell my husband he's doing a great job making the bed. He should be making the bed all the time anyways. You know, that's something that us women, we like really like to pick on our partners about, Um, especially if we don't have a lot of self-awareness of like how masculine and feminine energy work and balance and kind of how all of that plays in together. If, if you don't have awareness of that, it feels like I shouldn't have to babysit my partner. I shouldn't have to tell them to do the dishes. I shouldn't have to blah, blah, blah. And so with that means that there's some entitlement in that you are not willing to do your part of the work, even if it's in that moment, right? To recognize how can I step away from the blame and instead take responsibility for the things I can do. Like I shouldn't have to buy myself flowers. My husband or wife or partner or, you know, friend should get me flowers for my birthday. My mom should get me flowers for my birthday. I shouldn't have to buy flowers for my own birthday. That's so awful. And so we feel entitled to certain things. And a lot of times too, if we're feeling entitled to certain things, it's because we haven't allowed ourselves to experience the positive emotion of providing that for our ourselves like we haven't taken that power back to really take ownership of what makes us feel good 
okay? And so we will turn externally to the outside world, to other people and say, my lack of happiness, my lack of contentment, my lack of, you know, feeling good of about this relationship or about this um, friendship or whatever is based on ex- external people's behavior. That's ultimately what we do. We're like, okay, in order for me to feel good, I need you to behave. In order for me to feel good, I need you to be better to me. In order for me to feel better, I need X person to not say those things. Okay? And we feel entitled that they should go change exactly who they are so that we could feel better. Whether it's, you know, we think it's going to give it, um, or we think we're going to feel better long term or even in just like an instant, like a short term. Okay? So when you're working on becoming your highest self, the biggest piece of work with becoming your highest self is your own self-awareness. Where do you put blame on other people? Where do you not take full responsibility for the results that you're getting? Where do you should and shouldn't on yourself, right? Should on yourself and argue with reality. And where can you fully step into the responsibility that whatever it is that you're trying to create in your life, you have to be responsible for you. Nobody else can create it for you. Nobody else can give it to you. You have to give it to you first. And the beautiful thing about giving it to yourself first, okay, is that if you do end up, like let's say the flowers thing, okay, because I've had clients that experience this. I experienced this. So let's start with me as an example, okay? I loved getting flowers, okay? I loved receiving flowers from clients, from friends, from family, from my husband when we were dating, you know, when he was just my boyfriend or even my fiance. I loved receiving flowers. But my husband didn't always get me flowers. Like in the very, very beginning, when we were very first dating, he did. And then there was a period of time where he didn't. And that period of time where he didn't, I had this expectation of like, you should give me flowers. They really make me happy. I really want flowers. And his response would always be like, I don't see the point in spending money on flowers. They just die. And I would get so internally frustrated. Like sometimes we would argue about it because I would be like, it doesn't matter if you think that they die. It matters that it feels good to me. And he would just be like so confused of why I was so infuriated that he didn't treat me with flowers or bring flowers home randomly or get me flowers for my birthday. Like, and I would be so irate. I would be like, it's simple, men, it's simple. Like we just want flowers or a homemade card. You don't even have to do all the lavish things. Like you can take me to Chick-fil-A and get me flowers. I'm going to be so happy, right? And whenever he would be like, flowers die, there's no point. I would just be irate. I thought it was so stupid that he couldn't see why it was important to me. Okay. And so I would blame and I would be like, ugh. And I would just feel just incredibly blah every single event where, you know, I didn't receive flowers. Or if I got flowers from someone else, I would, you know, have like this inner child kind of like celebratory but also temper tantrum of like oh I love my clients or I love my friends because they just they listen and they (laughs) they give me flowers you know and he would just be like flowers die and I was just like oh how many hints can you drop before you know someone gets it and with lots of coaching 
Okay, and lots of my own work and learning radical responsibility and um, not operating out of entitlement, right? That he should just know, he should just do it. He should just follow my manual, my rule book. Without all of that, when I got down to the nitty gritty core, it was like, I like receiving flowers because I like flowers in my space and because flowers make me feel good. So if flowers make me feel good, why wouldn't I just give them to myself? Why wouldn't I just do that? So here's the shift, right? I started going out to our, like our grocery store back in, you know, the South is like Kroger. I would go to Kroger or um, Meyer or whatever we have out there. And I would go pick out Trader Joe's. I'd go pick out flowers and I'd bring them home. And for the longest time, he would be like, why are you buying flowers? They die. And I would just tell him they bring me joy. I love the way I feel whenever I wake up in the morning and I go to the kitchen and on the island I see flowers. And you know what happened over like the course of several months of him watching me do this for myself? He started buying me flowers randomly on special occasions. He started bringing home flowers because he saw that it made me feel good, okay, and that I could give it to myself, that I wasn't placing the responsibility on him to make me feel a certain way. I made myself feel that way first, and then he felt so much joy seeing me and so much joy that I was creating for myself that it became like, for me, right, a privilege to receive the flowers because I know that that's not something that he necessarily understands, but because I do it for myself and because Typically, our partner does want to see us happy. They just don't understand why we do what we do. Just And vice versa. We don't understand why they do what they do. Like, I don't understand why he doesn't understand the love of flowers. <laughs> but the same thing happened two years ago with, um, like, uh, baths. I love taking super hot, big bubble baths. I love it. I love it. I love it. And there were a few times where every single day I would come home from work and I would just run baths and he would be like oh why do you like baths people should shower why why do people take baths you're sitting in all of your crap and I'm like I'm not going to the bathroom in the bathtub and then sitting in it I'm enjoying just sitting in it and then I will rinse off and he just didn't understand but he saw that you know whenever I would take these baths I would come out of the the bath and I was refreshed and I was relaxed and I was calm and I felt like I washed my entire day off or soaked it off and it was just amazing and it finally got to the point where I sometimes he would text me like hey when do you get home and I would tell him what time I was you know going to be finishing up and I'd come home to have like just freshly ran bath water And go upstairs and he'd be like, I made you a bath. And I'd be like, well, why did you make me a bath? And he's like, because I just know that you love it. I know that you love it. Now, I didn't tell him to do all those things. I didn't have an expectation for him to do all of those things. I just start, when I started really doing this work of self-awareness and self-mastery and highest self, I treated myself the way that I wished to be treated first. And when you're actually doing that for yourself with no entitlement, with no self-expectation or or no expectations from the other person, I should say, then it doesn't matter whether they do it or they don't because if you can bring yourself joy in doing it for you, you don't need anybody else to do it. If you love seeing flowers every day, go get yourself flowers because you love it. 
And when you do that for you and you truly do it because you love it, you don't need them to do it. So when they do do it, it's a privilege. It's something that you actually feel a full vibration of gratitude because you're like, oh my God, they didn't have to do that. They don't understand. Like they don't, they don't see it the same way I see it. But I make myself feel good first. I don't just have this level of entitlement where I expect everybody to know my every single need. Because if you think about it, guys, nobody is living in our brain. Like we think that our partners, that our boss, that our coworkers, that our best friends, that our family know exactly what we're thinking all the time. We feel very entitled that they should know what we're thinking. They should know what my tone means. They should know when I'm in a bad mood. They should know what they need to be saying. They should know what I'm thinking. They should know that this specific look means I'm very angry. They should know that when I slam the cabinet, I'm actually really pissed today. Like they should know. That's the kind of entitlement we sometimes show up with in the world. And then whenever we're having our inner child temper tantrum, because that's exactly where it's stemming from, our inner like wounded, not taking care of ourselves, not self-aware, emotionally unintelligent parts of ourselves. When we show up like that and then we're expecting people to read our mind and then we blame them because they read it wrong, we are totally out of alignment with ourself We are absolutely feeling entitled that life should just be easier. We shouldn't have to do any work. (laughs) Okay? And there's a whole plethora of other things that are going on there. So if you're asking yourself, okay, Macy, but how do I fix this? Because I recognize, like you're speaking to me, this podcast is making total sense. Oh my God, I've been doing this. Help me. (laughs) So the first step is really taking responsibility for the feelings that you're feeling and going back to everything that you've learned from the beginning of this podcast, which is that feelings are created from the thoughts that you're having. So if you're having thoughts like, my team should be growing faster, I should be making more money, my boss shouldn't be such an asshole, right? If you're having thoughts like that, those are the thoughts that are going to create what you're feeling inside, whether that's anxious, mad, frustrated, And then anxious, mad, and frustrated don't drive you to create actions that are actually going to serve you, right? Because remember, thoughts create your feelings slash emotions. Your emotions dictate what you feel like doing or not doing. And then what you do or don't do from that place is what actually gives you the result that you're getting. So if your feelings are angry, agitated, frustrated, blah, then you're not going to feel like showing up as your highest and best self. Likely you're probably not going to. And so then you're not going to really get the results that you're wanting because you're not creating from a place of like, what would my highest self do in this moment? So go back and really observe like the place that you're in when you notice things are not going right and ask yourself, am I expecting this to be easy like where am I expecting everything in my life to kind of be rolled out like a red carpet of just ease and flow whether that's making more money or my boss automatically giving me a raise because I'm an amazing employee right they should just know to give me a raise Um, my husband should just know exactly what I want and what to do my kids should just behave this way because I've told them a thousand times. My team should be growing because I'm doing Instagram reels every single day. My money should be growing faster because I, you know, am putting so much time and effort and attention into my business or whatever it is. Okay. Whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. 
doesn't matter what it is. Where are you showing up feeling entitled to get a result very easily while bypassing all of the middle ground, the gap work in the middle? Now, if this resonates with you, good news, that's a huge thing that we work on in coaching. So if you need help going from here's where I am currently today to here's where I want to be, and you notice all of this stuff in the middle, and all of it feels like a lot of stuff to unpack, that's where coaching comes in. We unpack it together and I help kind of foster that blind spot mirror that you can't see like, oh, did you see where you do this? Do you see where this is happening? Okay, and we work on that together so that you're stepping into your highest self in the work that you're doing every day. Your highest self may look completely different than my highest self, which looks completely different from my grandma's highest self or my sister's highest self or my best friend's highest self. So not everybody's highest self looks the same. So we really dive in on what does your highest self look like? What does the life that you want to create and have, the relationships, how do you want to communicate? How do you want to, you know, be emotionally? Like what is your emotional intelligence and how can we improve that? How can we improve your life, your finances, your stress, your career, your leadership, all of these things? That's what we address together in coaching. So if any of this resonates with you, please reach out. I have a consult button on my website, macyrenee.com. It gives you 60 minutes. We can go through everything that's happening in your life. You can pour it all out, okay? You can tell me everything that feels like it's going wrong. It's horrible. Help me. And then together, we will make a decision on if it's the right time, if I'm the right fit for you, and if one-on-one coaching is something that you want to do. And again, if you do that before the end of 2021, you will be able to lock in either six months or one year of one-on-one coaching at the current price. If you wait until 2022, it's only going to be six-month contracts one-on-one, okay? And the price will be um, raised, So you can check out all of that on the website. It's very transparent, macyrenee.com. If you have questions, message me. Schedule a consult if you have any questions or want to pour your heart out. I totally get it. The whole purpose of the consult call is for you to get clarity of where your gap work is, if I'm the right fit to help you with that, and if you want to make that decision to move forward and begin the steps to become your highest self. And I'm happy to help you do so if you're ready for that. So have a great week, you guys. I'm sorry this was a few days late, and I'm just so excited to have you here. I love and appreciate all of you. I will see you again next week.